This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey, and I thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Today, you're going to hear Parry's story, and you're going to find out how, just by diet and exercise, you can take more control over your future and your health. Parry has spent the last 20 years at the center of a nonprofit organization that has a brilliant business model. Please steal this idea. And she's helping women affected by breast cancer. The latest recommendations are that women at high risk should begin breast cancer screenings, that's mammograms, at age 30, and everyone else should begin at age 40. Now, it used to be 50. The latest recommendation is now a yearly mammogram for women 40 years old and older. Have you made your mammogram appointment yet? Will you please do that very soon? Shine On the Health and Happiness Show is brought to you by New York Ketamine Infusions. When traditional treatments for PTSD, depression, and anxiety don't work, visit nyketamine.com. If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions' physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Hi, it's Casey, and you're listening to Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show. Parry Faroud has been the executive director of the Miles of Hope Breast Cancer Foundation since its inception in 2004. If you've ever dreamed of starting a nonprofit and doing good in the world, listen to how they do it at Miles of Hope. I was so happy to go to their annual gala brunch earlier this season, and that's where I got the education about how they're helping women with breast cancer in the Hudson Valley. What does Parry want you most to know about Miles of Hope? That it's here for them if they need it, that if they're in treatment for breast cancer, we have all kinds of programs and financial assistance, education, information about other organizations that offer help, all on our website. And if you're in, you reside in one of the nine counties of the Hudson Valley, you are not alone. We are here for you. This has to be an enormous operation. You know, I should do a TED Talk because, and I'm very happy to be on your podcast, because we found out, we figured out in the very beginning, almost 20 years ago, that we didn't want to be a huge administrative operation. And we went to the community foundations of the Hudson Valley and we said, and this was the original, Dana Efren, Kathy Veronach, and myself, and we went and we said, okay, we want to start as a donor-advised fund because you're big, you can help us, you're Duchess Ulster Putnam, and that's where we want to start. And then we figured out that the model that would work very well for the program that was, I'll call it the most popular, in other words, the program that people needed the most, was financial assistance. And what we could do was partner with the social service agencies that already exist in all nine counties. We didn't need to put an office in all over the place. We simply partnered with them and said, look, we're going to give you a block grant at the beginning of the year. 
and it's going to be, you know, determined by how much you spend throughout the year. So initially, it's, you know, we're going to guess, and then it'll be based on your, your use. We're going to tell the breast cancer patient that they're going to contact you, and you can vet them. You know, you don't have to do much. You know, are you in treatment for breast cancer? Yes. Do you live in one of the nine counties of the Hudson Valley? Yes. Okay, good. Now let's help get you help with your bills. Let's get you help with transportation to and from treatment. They have social workers there who are equipped to do this. So it took that burden of hiring people or all the overhead of an office off of us, and we could say to donors, 94% of your donor dollar is going to the person because we don't have a lot of overhead. So it's really a beautiful model that has worked for us. And the partners that we have, Dutchess Community Action Partnership, Putnam Community Active Partnership, Cornerstone Family Health in Orange and Rockland and Sullivan, these organizations so well equipped, as I say, to help people now have miles of hope money to help the person with breast cancer. You know, previously that person was sort of competing with other people in distressed circumstances for, let's say, dollars or, you know, food stamps or whatever. Now they have a pool of money specifically for them in treatment for breast cancer. And, you know, the other beauty is you've got social workers at these wonderful organizations who can say, you know, you're looking at your Central Hudson bill. There's a fund over there that can help you. You don't need to use Miles of Hope to pay your utility bill. There's a fund that uh, that takes care of that. Or, or we know of other avenues, financial avenues, that can help you once, you know, Miles of Hope money uh, is expended. We cap at $1,000 per patient because we have to. Right. Because we literally couldn't help as many people as we do unless we cap at $1,000 per breast cancer patient and $2,000 per metastatic breast cancer patient. So that's how we help the most people. Easily, right? It's quite wonderful. Um, as you know, I think you were so lovely to come to our annual spring brunch. Thank you so much. And uh, you saw that we have literally, um, I'm the only full-time staff person, and then we have three part-time staff people. It truly is an amazing model. Do you do fundraising? Uh, The gala was lovely, and and that was a big fundraiser. What else does your fundraising look like? Right. So, yes, a gigantic part of my job is fundraising. And um, I will tell you that early on, we wanted to tie what was, I'm going to call, good for, for health and nutrition to our fundraising. So when we first started 20 years ago, we had people come to us and say, I want to do a soccer tournament, a women's soccer tournament, as a benefit for Miles of Hope. Or I want to do a women's basketball tournament. And we thought, this is brilliant because it's encouraging women to stay healthy, get exercise, eat well, because you're, you know, going to be doing these athletic activities, and also, you know, raising money for people in treatment for breast cancer. So we had a family fun run, hoops for hope, goals for hope. Uh, We do an annual walk every year in October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So tying in the fundraising and 
and the, you know, as I say, healthful aspect of why it's good to be in your best possible state health-wise to reduce your cancer risk. I mean, the, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has come out and said, and National Institutes of Health have all come out and said, look, you can reduce your cancer risk, any cancer, by as much as 20% by eating right and getting exercise. I mean, literally, it's that simple. So what does that mean? That means, you know, postmenopausal women who are 80% of breast cancer diagnoses, more fruits and vegetables, more healthy grains. You know, I get into hospital breast centers, and there's the nurse right there eating her McDonald's, and I'm sorry if you love McDonald's, but it's not good for you. You need to have a salad, and you need to train yourself to love salad if you don't. Um, But these are sort of simple things you can do to emphasize your health. So Miles of Hope was all about let's emphasize health and let's get healthy and raise money all at the same time. People also come to us and say, let me do, we have a, a car meet at James Beard State Park, where a lovely young man, who I'm sad to say lost his mom to breast cancer, um, and we knew her well, he does a car meet every year where people gather and show off their cars. Um, uh, You know, it's just a a wonderful gathering of people, Mm -hmm. and he organizes that completely for us. Um, We have the Poughkeepsie Regatta. All the rowing groups and associations and high schools do a huge Poughkeepsie Regatta and raise money for Miles of Hope. These are all listed on our website, by the way milesofhope.org under events. So yeah, we're raising money and and getting people healthy all at the same time and it's just very very gratifying. If anyone listening is is affected by breast cancer now, what should they do? Go first to the website? They can certainly. What we found is It's like when you get that diagnosis information, it's like being hit by a truck. We're hoping that every single breast center and the hospital and radiology office, I mean, you name it, oncology office has uh, our information. We've certainly gotten it out there. And the patient navigator or the nurse, certainly the surgeon, will say, look, there's a local organization called Miles of Hope. You should go on their website because they offer assistance. Whether you just need to talk to a trained breast cancer or survivor on their peer-to-peer hotline or whether you need financial assistance, whether you're looking for a group, a support group, whatever you need, check them out, milesofhope.org. We've set the website up so that it's very simple, but we're making it even more simple where you have you are one click away from, you know, the help that you might need. There's certainly a phone number there. Very often I find people go right up to the top once they get to our website to contact. So they just click on contact, it brings you right to an email form, and they immediately email me. Or they see the phone number there, 845-264-2005, and they call. And they say, I've just been diagnosed. And I'm like, okay, let's let's talk about this. What do you need? You know, I'm not a medical professional, so they can't really talk too much about their diagnosis or their specifics. But I'll say, look, I'm going to connect you with the social service agency in the county in which you live, because it sounds like you need some financial assistance. Vassar Brothers Medical Center has a special transportation program just for anybody being treated there. You know, cars to and from, if that's what you need. So, you know, depending on what they need, yes, they can go to their website. Certainly, they're more than happy to call me, get in touch in in whatever way makes them comfortable. What is your life like for the past almost 20 years having this at the center of it? (laughs) 
<laughs> I've never been asked that. That's so funny. Um, it's, I'm going to say top, top three things. Number one, immensely gratifying. Immensely gratifying. Number two, intellectually absolutely fulfilling. Figuring out best way to do things, best practices, how to reach people in a pandemic. And then three, my uh, emotionally draining. Yeah. So if there had to be a negative, that's really the only negative in the sense that we can't save everybody and we've had, you know, people we've loved who are no longer here and that's that's just so tough that is so tough but otherwise the top two are um really what what propel me and uh certainly what what immediately comes to mind when you ask that question yeah what is your self-care regimen like oh my gosh well, it's certainly gotten better since, since I've become so aware of, of health. I do a walk-run every morning with my, my gorgeous golden retriever, and then um, I'll do a spin class Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Monday is usually too busy with work, so I just do a quick run with Callie, my dog, and then get right on my computer. But the, the class, the spin classes are early, and then Friday, uh, I have a doubles game. I play tennis. And then Saturday, Sunday, we do Saturday a spin, but Sunday is sort of a, might be a hike, or in the summer, certainly a swim. I live by a couple of lakes, so Callie and I can swim all over the place. And I will tell you, I am postmenopausal. I don't know if anyone could tell how old I am <laughs> based on this. <laughs> but I'm in my early 60s, I'll say that. And therefore, it is extremely important for me. My diet is extremely important. When I went through menopause, I sort of lost my taste for red meat, so I don't eat any. And I suppose I'd have a hamburger if I felt like it, but I just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I focus on chicken and fish, and certainly a, a huge amount of raw vegetables. I feel like that's key. And then whole grains. Um, I'm a big whole grains person. I love bread, and I love uh, my six-grain organic Bob's Red Mill hot cereal in the morning <laughs> with fresh fruit. So, yeah, very, very conscious of of my diet. I have, will have a glass of wine socially, but that is, um, you know, they say women can have one a day and men two uh, alcoholic beverages to maintain the sort of best best health. So, yeah, very focused on that. And uh, I have two daughters, and I'm delighted to say they're very focused on it as well, just the way we were brought up, the way they were brought up, uh, eating well, and, and, and they know about good nutrition. Good. So I did very my job. Parent, <laughs> I have to ask you this because it was just in the news, the recommendation yeah. that women, the, the, the recommendation about mammograms. Did you read yeah. that? Oh, my gosh times 10. So interestingly enough, I immediately sent that New York Times article to my board. Five of the physicians on my board got back and said, it's about time. Whenever I got that question prior to this article, and whenever I spoke to any physician, breast surgeon or radiologist, you name it, they said, look, there is no, there's nothing magical that happens at 50. We believe that you can have a baseline uh, mammogram at 40, and then if there's nothing going on, maybe you don't need one for another two years. But to have one at 40 is a great idea. More women, as the article 
pointed out, are being diagnosed in younger ages. Why is this? We don't know. We think the detection um, uh, machines are more sensitive these days. Certainly the tomosynthesis machine that does mammograms in a 3D picture these days are much more sensitive than the 2D image that was taken prior to tomosynthesis 10 years ago. So we're finding cancer. The thing is, the key, and I say this a million times a day, but it's early detection. The key is early detection. Breast cancer caught in stages one and two is 98% curable uh, or treatable, I should say. We never like to say curable, but we say treatable. And then you get past that five-year mark and you're really home free in, in so in the majority of cases. So what does that mean? That means that detecting breast cancer early is how we're going to defeat this disease. Stages three and four breast cancer are much more problematic. As you know, stage four breast cancer is metastatic. That means it has metastasized or spread to another organ. That is very problematic. That's very problematic. You know, the pandemic, you heard my speech at the brunch, people weren't going in for their mammogram because, you know, we were told don't go to a hospital or healthcare, you know, until the lockdown is over. Okay, well, lockdown was over and people didn't go back. And then things started opening up and people still didn't go back. So the message we had to get out there was, oh my gosh, people, go get your mammogram. If we catch this early, it's not going to kill you. Please pay attention here. So yeah, the 40, um, sure, absolutely. Have a mammogram at 40, why not? Put it as part of your prevention, your colonoscopy, your mammogram, your, your going to the dentist. The dentist now has been given the task by the American Dental Association of looking for mouth tongue, throat cancers in the annual dental cleaning checkup. So even that is a very important preventive measure. So yeah, so everybody's, every, everybody I know is like, yay, it's about time, why not? Let's get prevention as part of America's plan. Let's make our plan right now and let's make it personal. Clean up your diet, get your body moving and exercise and make your mammogram appointment today. That's the message from Perry Farood, the executive director of Miles of Hope. That's here in the Hudson Valley. They have such a great business plan that anybody all over the world can steal. And if you are anywhere on this planet, you can be entered to win a beautiful necklace from J. Mark Jewelers when you log on to WHUD.com and take the Miles of Hope Peace of Mind Pledge. Pledge to get your mammogram soon and you're entered to win a beautiful piece of jewelry. So treat yourself like gold and encourage the women in your life to do the same. Milesofhope.org. We'll be back with more coming right up. Shine On, brought to you by New York Ketamine Infusions. Visit nyketamine.com. If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning Tuning in to shine on the health and happiness show, my friend Beryl posted to the Facebook group, A Circle of Women, a poem by Christian Larson. 
The poem is called Promise Yourself, and it says, Promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Promise yourself to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. To make all your friends feel there is something special in them. Promise yourself to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. Promise yourself to think only the best, to work only for the best, and to expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Promise yourself to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to greater achievements of the future, to wear a cheerful countenance at all times, and give every living creature you meet a smile. Promise yourself to give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. Promise yourself to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. Promise yourself to think well of yourself and to proclaim this fact to the world, not in loud words, but in great deeds. Promise yourself to live in faith that the whole world is on your side, so long as you are true to the best that is in you. The poem is Promise Yourself, and it's by Christian Larson. And when I saw that post, I replied, thanks, needed this today. It felt like climbing up to the highest mountain and getting that wonderful feeling that you get when you see that beautiful, pristine view from the top of a mountain. It felt like the elevation of spirit and the elevation of mind. And it felt like a good place to be, a good place to live. And I kept this feeling with me for a while. And I do love the poem. It gives us a little bit of a roadmap and definitely a reminder that we are the heroes that we're waiting for, that we are the ones that control our environment. And even if we can't control what's going on immediately around us, we can control what's going on inside of us. But it also, too, sets us up to a superhuman ideal. I'd love to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble, as the poem says. I'm not there yet. Don't know if I'll get there. My Tuesday of this week was so rough, I opened the Mark West before 3 p.m. Sent a picture of my glass of wine to my girlfriend. <laughs> Which was her warning, I'm having a bad day. And she FaceTimed and I vented and vented and vented and vented. But we will choose this last line as our thought for the day. And that is to live in the faith that the whole world is on your side so long as you are true to the best that is in you. Be true to you. Take good care of yourself. And let's get together soon to shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine On.